0: Hello all you gore fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined us I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, but
1: earlier I was on my way to pick up my new business cards because I realized yours was better than mine, and I realized I had to return some videotapes. So sorry, I'm a little bit late.
0: Is is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, American Psycho Day. Yeah, I've been excited about doing this one because it's such a weird kind of movie. Like I remember the first time I watched it, and I got to the end, and I immediately jump on Google, being like, "What happened?" <laughs> I think
1: that's everyone's experience. God help those people who saw it in the theaters.
0: Oh, yeah, especially in 2000, because you're going to jump on, and uh, there's, like, some internet, but you're going to take 20 minutes to even get to a search engine.
1: Yeah, it's still, what the fuck is the internet time period.
0: Yeah, then your dad calls, and you get kicked off the internet. And...
1: <laughs> you have to listen to robot screeches to go find out what happened in American Psycho.
0: Back in my day... <laughs>
1: but yeah so it's it's a weird one it's also one where people half the people are like oh that's a horror movie and half the people that is most certainly not a horror movie i'm thrown down it's definitely horror
0: it's yeah especially it's at least like part horror i would say oh
1: yeah i'm not saying it's strictly horror no other genres but yeah it it falls into our wheelhouse
0: Oh, 100%. Well, like, even, depending on, like, even if you think what happened is real, or if it's not, it's still really gruesome, and he's watching horror movies throughout.
1: Yes, that is true. So, like you said, from 2000, written and directed by Mary Heron, um, that's the screenplay, because it's based on a book.
0: Right. And I remember the first time I watched this, and I was like, holy shit, like, this was directed and written by a woman? Yeah, this is
1: always, like, on Women in Horror Month, it's always, like, one of those top, like, written-by-women movies. And I think I speak for you and me when I say that, I don't mean, like, oh, the women can't direct. I mean, this is such, like, a douchey guy movie that I would expect it to be a guy that wrote it.
0: Exactly. Not That's not me saying at all, like, oh, I can't believe a woman wrote this and directed this amazing movie. Of course they can. But that's just, like, the fact of... It's such, like you said, like douchebag guys treating women like complete shit. But maybe she is more of an authority on that because she can see the outside in kind of thing and being like, oh, yeah, most of these guys are just pricks. Yeah.
1: Now that you're saying actually that she's probably better equipped to write it than a guy would be.
0: Yeah. A guy might actually make him like sympathetic or something.
1: Yeah. So 2000 starts I like the intro to this a lot and cuz it's just that blood dripping with like the strings pulling with every blood drop and everything. Yeah. And that's our opening credits. That's not blood. I don't Look, here's the other thing. These people are in such a class above me that I don't know how to describe half the shit that's going on in this movie cuz in my notes I put blood dripping dripping opening credits and then in parentheses actually fancy food because i don't
0: know what the fuck it is <laughs> it's just something that you know cost at least a hundred dollars where it's like i would be like oh holy shit i could get like two bills paid with like what they're eating
1: <laughs> yeah i'm like that's something i will never eat there's no point in me learning what it is fancy food
0: or even like throughout the movie you see like it's they're constantly talking about reservations and like dinner and then you they get to dinner and it's like two tiny shrimp on a plate
1: yeah, with a small twig, like, next to it.
0: Yeah, it's nothing, it's not even, like, actual food, it's, like, art.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, and I'm not coming down on culinary people, but come on, you gotta admit, it's quite fucking pretentious.
0: Oh, yeah, especially, like, well, the, when I saw it's, like, three, like, whole shrimp on a plate, and I'm like, oh, well, I bet you that cost you, like, $50. Oh, yeah,
1: because at the end of this whole, like, opening with him and his buddies out to eat, they're like, oh, that's not bad, only five seventy.
0: Yeah, they're like, yeah, and that's just, like, a dinner. Yeah. That's more than my rent.
1: (laughs) Exactly. That's why my mortgage is less than that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Patrick Bateman, who... Bullshit. I'm 27 years old. Fuck you.
0: Yeah. I even sent that in the group chat last night when I was watching this movie. And I was like, what the fuck, 27? I'm 28, and I look like I'm 40. This guy is (laughs) like...
1: How old do you think Christian Bale was when this came out?
0: I would say in his 30s.
1: So actually, it might not be that far away then.
0: Yeah, I get it. But still, it's like when I saw like, yeah, I'm 27. It's like, bullshit, you're 27. Fuck you. Christian Bale's just like perpetually looked like 36. You know what I mean? His whole life yeah. though. Yeah, even when he was younger, he looked older. But now he's just transitioned to like, he looks just so much younger than he is.
1: Yeah, he's got like that Patrick Stewart syndrome about him.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Is, am I getting his name? Is that Professor X in the Star Trek guys? That Patrick Stewart?
0: Uh, that, that no, it is uh, Captain John Luke Picard of the. But no, Star- I mean, K- is that that generation. guy? Yeah, same guy. But it, okay,
1: all right. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so we get him and his friends They're at dinner for five hundred seventy dollars. This is just to set up what incredible assholes they all are, kind of.
0: Yeah, exactly, and just how stuck, like they have their nose so far up each other's like asses, where they're just like, "Oh, look at your business card. Oh, look at that dinner. Oh, you got Dorcia." Yeah, is Dorcia a real restaurant? I wonder. Oh, who knows? If it is, they probably got like way bumped after this. But they, they, it sounds like one of those like super high class restaurants.
1: Well, yeah, I don't imagine it's the kind of restaurant like when me and you go into the Friday the Thirteenth diner. They're getting horror fans showing up to go eat at it.
0: Me and you show up at Dorsia in our horror shirts, and they're like, "No, <laughs> no, get leave." No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but next we cut to the nightclub, and we get the whole drink ordering scene.
0: Where was he try to pay with? Oh, with um like drink tickets that um sometimes you get like drink tickets or something at certain places, or like I've, our version of that would be like you go to a bar and you get one of those free beer tokens.
1: Dude, when I did the band thing, I got paid so many shows and beer tickets, I remember.
0: Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I love how she's, like, very, like, snotty, and he's immediately, like, kind of like, oh, fuck you, where she's like, we don't take these anymore. We can only take cash. And then it's, like, $25 for two drinks.
1: Oh, yeah, she turns around to make the drink, and then he goes, I have the quote, you're a fucking ugly bitch. I want to stab you to death and play around with your blood.
0: Yeah, where he's, like, you're seeing, like, the shot of him, like, in the mirror behind the bar saying all this, and it's just the constant thing of, like, he's just such a big serial killer groupie, it seems, in this movie.
1: Yeah, which is also weird, judging by the rest of his character, just, like, his businessman type thing. I'm still not sure what he does, like, what his actual job is.
0: No, because even when he's at the office, he's just sitting there, like, doing a crossword or, like, trying to... To think of, like, where am I going to eat tonight? Or just fantasizing about murder. You never see him working.
1: No, and even, like, the business meeting, it's the end of it when we cut to it. Like, I have no idea what he actually does.
0: Well, I think once you get to that height of, like, a business, you don't do anything. You're just there.
1: So this was basically him prepping to play Bruce Wayne.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, okay. His apartment, did you catch how, like, stark white it is and almost unnerving?
0: oh yeah it's like a hospital room of just like it just seems like so sterile and like you said just like the harsh lights and it's so bright and i'm just like Ugh.
1: yeah i don't feel like i could walk in there like i think it would drive you mad it feels like so sanitized and not a
0: home oh yeah and especially and if you like and i'm a messy person and like if i'm eating like i try not to like have a shirt on that i like and i could just imagine like that he has like a white couch It's like, what the fuck? Like, no matter what, something's going to get on this thing, and you're going to see the tiniest little dot immediately. I remember when I moved into
1: my house, it originally had white carpet in the living room. It obviously does not anymore.
0: Oh, no, that's like when we moved into the place we're at, like, in the living room and, like, downstairs. It was, like, a very, like, light-colored carpet. And no matter how much you try to carpet clean and whatnot, it's never going to be that color. (laughs) No. No.
1: When we get to his apartment, we get his whole morning routine, and at what point do you stop becoming a human when you've done this much stuff to your face every day?
0: Yeah, he's putting on, like, five different kinds of, like, creams and, like, oils. He has an ice
1: mask in case he feels puffy.
0: Yeah, if his face is feeling puffy, like, he, uh, uses aftershave, but not aftershave with alcohol, because that ages the skin, and...
1: Yeah, was he, he's doing crunches, he can do a thousand now...
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm up to 1,000 crunches. I'm like, oh my god, if I could do a crunch right now. I don't picture
1: him doing 1,000 crunches every day. I think he's lying to us, but who knows?
0: Well, yeah, how much is that also part of his fantasy of like, okay, you might do like 100 or something, but he's like, no, I'd do 1,000, because I heard uh, (laughs) Paul (laughs) Allen said that he did uh, 150, so now I'm doing 1,000, you know?
1: I'm up to 1,000 now, Paul. Then we get him at work. Again, I have no idea what he does. We meet... What's his assistant's name? Gene?
0: I believe so. Okay.
1: And this is just further. This guy's a prick. Don't wear that outfit again to Gene and telling her to wear something sexier, pretty much.
0: Yeah, basically, like, you're prettier than that. Don't come into the office anymore looking like that. It's like, okay, I'm just sitting here at the desk. Maybe I want to be a little bit comfortable today.
1: Do you think, like people watch this movie and come away with the idea now i love this movie but that come away with a oh man he's so awesome like do you get that i don't
0: do you think people came away like that with this i would definitely think so of like there's some people that just don't get it it's like um the wolf of wall street like there's some like fanboys of that just that just think that guy is so awesome
1: which the movie is, and the shenanigans are fun to watch, but yeah, you gotta realize how big of a dick they are.
0: Yeah, he's not a good guy. I, it's the same thing with this. I could definitely see some, like, bro dudes being like, Oh yeah, fuck it, Patrick Bateman, tell that chick not to wear that dress anymore.
1: You know, like... Yeah. I guess so. It's like the Joker kids.
0: Oh yeah, where they go way too obsessed with it. And yeah. we got the Joker in this, so that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we do. Batman kills the Joker.
0: Oh yeah, I've never heard that one.
1: <laughs> oh fuck! Yes, you've been
0: on the internet too. I see. <laughs> and that's like, uh, what well, I've been hearing that for years. Itself, I'm like, oh, you know, the uh, Batman killed the Joker in that movie. It's like, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought maybe you hadn't heard it, and I was gonna sound clever.
0: Good job, Greg. I, I'm gonna Thank give you. you a good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, next, look, it sounds
1: like I'm bouncing, but this movie does a lot of bouncing, scene to scene to scene to scene.
0: Yeah, it but, does. there's, um, it's very, and I think that's done on purpose to almost keep you confused a little.
1: Well, it does a good job at that, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Because next he's in the car with his fiance Evelyn, played by Reese Witherspoon, um, and she's talking to him, and he's very annoyed, because he's trying to listen to the new Robert Palmer cassette on his
0: headphones. Which is another funny thing about this movie, and it's a character thing, of, like, he's this, like, hardcore, like quote-unquote impossible serial killer like big honcho like vice president man but he listens to like genesis and like huey lewis and the news and like all this like really bland bland music
1: do you remember when me and you were shopping one day at a thrift store and i got very excited because i found a uh, huey lewis with the news cassette oh yeah not even because it's huey lewis and the news i've just i've never seen one in the wild except for this movie
0: well, then I have that picture of you doing that point at it, like he does. <laughs> um,
1: he is fucking his fiance's friend, and he's ninety percent sure his fiance is having an affair too with one of his like business guys.
0: Yeah, so like all these people are just not good people. They just sleep around. I don't know how you what, against each other. I would say they're cheating on them each other, but neither of them really care.
1: Exactly, it's all for sh- like a facade for show and all that stuff.
0: It's just almost like, as long as you don't, like, involve me whatsoever, I could give a fuck. Like.
1: Yeah. Uh, that night, he's getting money out of the ATM, walks to the crosswalk, says hello to the stranger, and cut to next morning, him taking bloody sheets to dry cleaning. Okay, here's where we get into it, Britt. Yes. So, there's a bunch of deaths in this movie.
0: Right. Well, maybe.
1: Do and well, I'm not even talking about Count of the Dead right now. Just like, okay. in the movie, we see a lot of death. Right. Are any of them real? <sighs> I would, I mean, I'm not saying, Brett, give me the 100% answer. Right. Like, when you watch this, do you take any of them as real?
0: Honestly, I don't. At first, I always liked to like pretend, have my head cannon was like, oh, it's all real and whatnot. He just got away with it because that's more fun at the time. But now I think, like, I don't think any of them are.
1: You don't even think this one? No. Okay. think this is set up 100% To, like, make you not know. I don't think there's a real one that you had to lean towards.
0: Yeah, well, the only one that I would think was even close to real is when he goes in the bathroom after that guy with, like, this parted-down-the-middle hair, and he, like, goes to kind of strangle him, but then he stops as soon as the guy thinks that he's, like, coming on to him, and then he, like, runs away because he's scared. I think that's the closest he came to actually killing someone and then just chickened out.
1: So you think that's, like, showing, hey, the one time he actually went to do it, he couldn't do it, so, yeah, he's not killing people?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's weird, because I have no idea. Like, this one, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is probably it, but the more I think about it, I lean towards one or two camps, all of them being real or none of them, and I talk myself out of each one that I lean towards all the time.
0: Oh, yeah, it depends on what my mindset is during that viewing of, like, oh, okay, well, a couple of these could be, or, like, oh, well, well, then what happened to so-and-so, or, like... Then later on, they're talking about, like, uh, Paul Allen showed back up and how funny it is. But then, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know if it's good or bad filmmaking that I'm still as confused by it, but it's something.
0: I also love, like, yeah, he's, like, screaming at these dry cleaner people, like, what do you mean you can't get these horrible stains out of this white, like, sheet?
1: Yeah, they're, they're like, basically red sheets now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just dye them red.
1: <laughs> um, The girl that he's fucking shows up Is that, that her that shows up there Or is that someone else
0: I think it is
1: Yeah uh, Courtney is her name Yeah, uh, Shows up and then he calls her later that night uh, He's watching porn And he w- makes a dinner reservation For Dorcia which is apparently The classiest place in New York
0: Yeah it's like impossible to get reservations For that place
1: Yes and as you just said he unsuccessfully gets them uh, the reservation guy just laughs at him but since she's high uh, high as hell on lithium they go somewhere else and he just tells her that's where they are
0: yeah which is such a funny scene where i love how he like sits her down in the chair and she's just kind of like and then she looks around and she's like is this Doris here and he's like yes they they changed the decor oh <laughs> and then she, then he's like, "You will order." Like he ordered, like this is what you're going to order. It's a playful little dish. Like <laughs> he's so cold and weird.
1: Um, next we get at work. We meet Paul.
0: Yeah is um is this the uh card scene?
1: This is the business card compares the dick measuring scene pretty much here.
0: Yeah, which is insane to think, like, I even watched this scene again, like, right before, on, like, YouTube, right before um we recorded, just because it is such a great scene. But it's weird to say that, because it's just business guys showing each other their cards, but it's also just leads to how good of a film this can be, of just, like, you're like, holy shit how dare he have that watermark? You know, like... Oh, yeah.
1: No, be honest. If you got handed all these cards, would you be able to tell which is the best one? Like, would you see the Paul Allen one and be like, well, this is the winner?
0: Well, of course not. I would just be looking at him. The only way I would be like, oh, I like yours would be Patrick's because he's like, uh, what color is that? Oh, that's bone. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but that's the only reason, like, they'd have to explain it to me to being like, oh, bone's a cool word. I'll go with that one.
1: I didn't even catch that, him being obsessed with, like, the serial killer shit and everything. His is bone.
0: That's cool. Oh, yeah. Where, as far as serial killers go, I would put him close, to, like, closest to, like, Ted Bundy.
1: Oh, yeah, because Ted had that very, like, he could be very, not fancy is the word, but proper and everything like that. Uh, it was still a hit with ladies and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Ted Bundy would be the closest.
0: But yeah, even where, like, Ted Bundy was, like, a proper, like, he was, like, in the, um, he was, like, uh in politics and shit. Where even, like, uh, John Wayne Gacy was kind of in politics. Yeah. But he's definitely not John Wayne Gacy, because John Wayne Gacy's big, fat guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who
1: dressed up as a clown. Yeah. But yeah, the whole business card comparison. I love when he gets to Paul's, because he, like, dr- trembles and drops it, puts his hand up to his mouth. You know, like... Hats off to Christian Bale here, I gotta say. And I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know, he's a hell of an actor, but the fact that you can sell this being near like panic attack levels of scared of this man's business card being this much better than yours is incredible.
0: Yeah, it's like his entire world is, like, shaken for a moment. Of he's just like, oh my god. He's, like, sweating. Like you said, he's trembling. He just kind of, like, drops the card, but not because he's, like, mad and, like, throws it down. He just trembling and drops it. And then, like, that, uh, I forget what the guy's name is, but the parted down the middle hair guy with, like, the longer hair. is like, are you okay, Patrick? Like. Yeah.
1: He can't stand anyone being better than him. He's that much of a narcissist.
0: Yeah, and it's just it's insane that you're trembling about a business card. But like you said, hats off to Christian Bale for actually pulling this off and not making it where it's like, it it could be very laughable so easily.
1: Oh, yeah. um, That night, to blow off some steam from the whole business card debacle, we get the homeless guy scene.
0: Oh, yeah, where he's like, um, I, I would like to help you. Do you need some cash? And then he's like, you smell like shit.
1: Yeah, like... D- If you didn't hate him by now, this is the scene. This is the... You remember how we talked about, in what movie was it, Devil's Rejects, like the hotel scene seemed like the, hey, these are terrible people scene. Remember, don't root for them. That's what I feel like this scene is, because he's just such a piece of shit to this dude and stomps a dog to death.
0: Yeah, and especially, like, it's not, don't kill a person, but when he stomps the dog, I'm just like, oh, you motherfucker.
1: Yeah, but, like, he's like, You just need a job, whatever the guy's name was, I don't remember. Like, you smell like shit, ow, ow was his name. Yeah. You smell like shit, god, you're disgusting, and then stabs him, and the poor guy, like, keeps thanking him still, because he thinks he's helping him out, I just feel bad for this dude.
0: Yeah, he's thinking, like, maybe I'll get five dollars.
1: Yeah. And then we cut from that scene to have a holly jolly Christmas scene, because the Christmas party, um... Which is just weird. They have little elves walking around serving drinks. Looks like a cool time. Reese Witherspoon has a pig. That's cool. Which,
0: the cutest little pig, where I love she's even, he's like, what's that? It's a, oh, it's a little <laughs> Mr. Piggy! And then it's just like, he could not be more disgusted that this woman that he's like, with, kind of, is like holding a farm animal. Where it's the cutest tiny little pig where I just want to pinch his little cheeks. It is adorable, and he,
1: like, looks repulsed. It's not like it literally came right off the farm. It's clearly a domesticated pig. You know, people have pet pigs.
0: Yeah. He looks
1: like he just held up diarrhea and was walking around petting it. It's the face he's making.
0: He's, she's holding a giant sentient turd and is like, kiss it. <laughs>
1: That's Again, he sells it to where that disgusted by it. It's kind of hilarious.
0: And like the, Christian Bale's face throughout this entire scene, where he just looks disgusted and someone like goes up and puts like antlers on his head and stuff. That's just my entire <laughs> outlook from November 1st till January of just disgust and like, ugh, get away from me. Like,
1: hey, we have a cool thing in December though that'll be cool. That'll be fun.
0: Yeah, you know, like for one day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um so the whole Christmas party, he goes up and sees Paul and makes dinner plans with him. Hey, and Paul, Paul keeps <laughs> Paul keeps confusing him for another guy the whole time. Who's he calling? Uh well, I don't remember, but one of his other friends. He keeps getting them mixed up with that and he never corrects him.
0: Yeah, and Patrick Bateman goes by several different names in this movie. Yes. Where he's, like, if, no matter what he's called, he just goes with it. And also, like, so many of the guys look almost exactly the same. Like, same glasses, same suit, same haircut.
1: I think that's 100% on purpose.
0: Yeah, there might be a tiny little slight difference the way someone does it than someone else. But its they're basically just cloned people.
1: Yeah, and, like, there's a bunch of lines throughout the movie of... Right here, he's getting confused with someone else... Um, they can't tell each other apart. Someone thought they saw Paul in London, but no, it turned out to be another associate. And the other, no, I saw Paul in London. Like, no one can tell any of them apart because they're all exactly the same. Yeah. Which, again, lends to did he kill Paul or no. I hate this, but yeah.
0: Right, exactly. I cannot wait for Count of the Dead.
1: Oh, I can. I still don't know what I'm doing with it.
0: (laughs) I have different options
1: written down.
0: Just flip a coin and be like, which way are we going? (laughs) Uh, we get to
1: dinner with him and Paul, and this is the first normal-looking restaurant, but it still looks fancy, but it almost looks like a a Texas Roadhouse or something like that.
0: Yeah, it looks like, um, yeah, it's like a a nicer, like a, it's not like McDonald's, but it's like a nice kind of chain restaurant like that. Yeah, exactly. And he just will not stop complaining that they're in this, like, dive bar shithole, like, why did you bring me here, like...
1: Yeah, why can't we go to Dorsia? Yeah,
0: well, and even, like, uh, he, like, dismisses Dorsia. He's like, nobody goes to Dorsia anymore. And then he's like, well, no one comes here either. <laughs> um, He gets
1: Paul pretty drunk at dinner, and then they go back to Patrick's way too white place.
0: Yeah, which is, this is my favorite scene of the entire movie. I think this is
1: everyone's. Yeah,
0: it has to be. I mean, this is even the scene where, like, it got me into Ice Nine Kills because they did a song on American Psycho, and that breakdown in the middle, where it's, hey, Paul! And then it breaks into, like, the, like, breakdown, like, guitar riff, or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Um, Fun fact, when I did see them, they opened with that song, but when they do the makes it a cut above the rest, they actually did the gives it a real boost live, so I wonder if there's some, like, trademark thing or something where they couldn't record it that way.
0: Oh, maybe. But, yeah, I, I, um, remember that was a concert that I was, like, on the fence about going like at one time i was gonna go then something came up and i couldn't anymore but at that time the only song i knew by them was hip to be scared and if i had gone and it was like oh their very first song is that i'm gonna be like okay i have no idea what the fuck else is going on for the rest of the show now
1: ah you would have had a good time michael myers killed laurie saw pam Voorhees. they fought jaws like it was fun you've would known enough other shit they said Garbage Day for the Mary Axmas song and had the big garbage can up on and everything.
0: Now, do they do the Weird Al approach where they, they run off the stage and get into new outfits for each song? Like, were They, they have other scene? people
1: coming on with stuff and everything. Okay. But yeah, so that was all a big way to say, here's the Hey Paul scene. So yeah. there's, he's sitting on the couch, you can tell he's drunk as fuck, he's slumped down. And he's like, is this the newspaper? All the newspaper is laid out in front of him. Yes, it is. He's so enthusiastic here. I don't get it because he's so angry the rest of the movie. But anytime he's about to kill someone, he gets almost giddy.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he's even like he's getting all ready. He's putting his fa- favorite music on. He's taking his medication, which I never can catch what it is.
1: I don't think they ever show it for that reason.
0: Yeah. But then like, yeah, I love his axe. It's like the if a rich man is going to own an axe, it's going to be this axe because it's completely perfect. It's so oh, shiny it's stainless
1: steel um like no like completely finished wood nothing like that like it doesn't look like a real axe at all.
0: No, and you know that he's the kind of guy he's going to use that axe one time on Paul and then just toss it away never to use it again. There's so many more people you could use that axe on. <laughs> it almost looks like something like
1: a techno horror would have like a robot if they gave it an axe for some reason would have this thing.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Like, that's one, like, there's, like, movie props. Like, there's um that giant, like, sword thing from Mandy that they sold at one point. It was, like, $300. I'd be like, oh, oh that'd the be Reaper. cool. Yeah, that'd be cool for the podcast room. And, like, even just that very shiny axe. It would be like, oh, that would be cool.
1: That would. The most I have closest has, like, I have the Killer Clown's gun, which I'm like, this is my closest thing to the Reaper.
0: Which I actually, which is actually awesome that you got that. Yeah, but that's not the Reaper. No, it'll do. It it turns people into cotton candy.
1: That's true. (laughs) But so he's asking him, Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? And then he does the dance. And I made Anna come here, come watch this part because she was up doing stuff. I'm like, No, come here. And we watched the whole him doing the dance and everything. And it really gives the album a big boost. And then, Hey Paul, axes him in the back of the head, blood splat everywhere.
0: Yeah, which at first, like, I always, for some reason in my head, think that he's like, Hey, Paul! But he's just like, Hey, Paul! Yeah. <laughs> like, I always, for some reason, it's in my head that he screams it, and it's this, like, huge, grandiose scene. But I think it's because I love the scene so much, I just build it up in my own head.
1: That's what I think it is, because it's the scene, so you expect it to, like, crescendo in this huge thing. But it's kind of, it's not underwhelming, the scene itself, but it's subtle, that part, and then goes into the axe swing
0: is like try to get a reservation at Dorsey now, you motherfucker!
1: <laughs> and so, he's dragging the body out, and nobody questions him. Not the doorman. He even sees his friends, like, as he's loading it into the trunk, and all they do is question about the overnight bag he has. Like, oh, what brand is that? And all that stuff.
0: Which is another, like, uh, well, real quick, too, I just love the thing of, like, right after he kills him, he takes the raincoat off, and, like, half his face is, like, just completely covered in blood. The other half have, like, some spatter on it but then he just sits down and smokes a cigar while listening to like the cheesiest song ever about like I like waking up early every day and exercising <laughs> and shit like this <laughs> yeah but and he, even like you were saying this lends to like it I, don't, it. I don't think it's real because you see him dragging the body in the bag down the hallway and it's leaving a blood trail and then it cuts to another angle and there's no blood trail
1: yeah true and like someone would notice the blood trail.
0: Or is it, like, scary movie where, like, there, he just runs back with a uh, mop and bucket real quick and just cleans it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but, yeah, so his friend sees him, doesn't question the body or anything. He goes to his apartment and gets in, lets himself in, and makes it look like he left and even, like, leaves a fake voice message on the answering machine about, all right, this is Paul. I'm in London now.
0: Bye! <laughs> you know? Hi, this is Paul Allen. Like, he does it like a very caricature voice.
1: <laughs> yeah, like if a little kid was doing it. Yeah. Um. Next, he's at work, and a detective comes to see him. David Kimball, played by Willem Dafoe.
0: The great Willem Dafoe. I mean, holy shit, we got another superhero person in here.
1: Yeah, Green Goblin. Has Reese Witherspoon been in anything?
0: I don't know. Let me...
1: I don't think she has. Let me do a quick look. Cause I have. Well, she's the only other I'm like big oh. name I could think of. I'm like, well, maybe she was.
0: Oh, she was in Little Nicky. <laughs> oh, I do love that movie. That's a great movie. I'm looking here just real quick, just because I always like every once in a while there's a weird movie that they show up in. Now I don't think it doesn't look like she was in any superhero stuff.
1: Yeah, that's the only other one who I think out of this cast would be. So that makes sense. Yeah. But Will and Defoe come see Patrick, and he's investigating the disappearance of Paul Allen, and. This is cool, because you know the way they shot this scene, right? I don't think so. So they shot this scene three different times. One time, Willem Dafoe acted like he knew it was Patrick, 100%. Like, this is the guy. Right. Second time recorded it, now he's supposed to record like he's not sure, but he thinks it might be, but he's not sure at all. And third time, it's like, this is a formality, I just have to ask you these questions, like, you know, just mark it off the book i don't think it's here at all and they cut those takes all together and blended them into what we got here so you never get a read on what he's actually thinking that's why if you're watching you can never tell does he suspect him or not
0: yeah that's really interesting like because even watching the scene at times it's like holy shit he's about to arrest him and then other times he's like i'm sorry to even trouble you with this i know you're so busy like i'll get out your hair
1: yeah i think that's just really cool uh, he tells the detective he was part of that Yale thing, a closet homosexual, and does tons of cocaine. I think just like, yeah, this guy's gone. He led a secret life. He does lots of drugs. That's it.
0: Yeah, come on. It's like, come on. He does cocaine, which is like <laughs> it, it, Patrick literally just has like a rail of coke just laid, like lying on his lap while he's tang- saying this, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does coke a couple times through this movie. I think. Oh, yeah, because later on, he's doing coke, and, like, it basically looks like stalls, like bathroom stalls, but there's no toilet. You just do cocaine in them.
1: Yeah. and hes I like, think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure that's what it's actually supposed to be. I don't understand it, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's like, oh, I hope there's not too much laxative in this one. Like, last time I was shitting all day or something like that.
1: <laughs> he leaves, like, oh, here's my card if you ever want me... After he was been offered drinks 50 times by Patrick, he leaves, he gets enough info for now. And then we get to Patrick at home working out to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Yeah, viciously working out while like one of my favorite, probably my second favorite scene maybe of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is do- playing where she jumps into the back of the truck and she's screaming and Leatherface is doing his chainsaw dance. and
1: Oh, the maniacal laughing scream? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm correct in your first favorite screen scene is Franklin just sticking his tongue out angry in the at the bottom of the house.
0: Yeah, yeah it's okay, Franklin. You can come along. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that's I just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> um he goes to pick up a hooker and he does tells her, My name's Paul Allen, you're Christy, has another hooker show up back at his place and do you like phil collins and here's where everything just goes crazy when it gets out the tripod
0: was this too when he's like he's on the phone with like the escort service and is like blonde i cannot stress enough she must be blonde and then as soon as she shows up she's blonde but he's like you're more of a dirty blonde aren't you and she just immediately (laughs) rolls her eyes being like okay i know what i'm in for tonight yeah, I don't think she did, though. No, we're like, oh, this guy's just a complete asshole, not to the degree that he actually <laughs> yeah. is.
1: So he gets them on the bed, finally, after an awkward them sitting there, introducing themselves and everything. Sets up the tripod, they're on the bed, and he's like, okay, now, whichever one, you get on your hands and knees so he can see your ass. And then, to the other one, so so she can see your ass, and he tells her,
0: don't just stare at it, eat it! Yeah, he's like, don't just stare at it, eat it. And I love the look on her face where she's a little shocked and she's like, okay. And then she's like, creeping towards the lady's asshole, but keeps kind of looking at him and looking at her and being like, I guess. like, Yeah, and then at the end, he like,
1: like can we go now? When they're all laying there, like, no, not yet. He goes to the drawer and gets out, am I correct, a coat hanger?
0: Yeah, it's like a metal coat hanger, and then he has, and it's this, I have this exact same tool of, I use it to carve pumpkins, of he has that, uh, like wooden handled, like little chisel looking thing. Yeah,
1: there's a bunch of weird things in this drawer, it looks like a
0: Leatherman's in there. Yeah.
1: I don't know, but he does not yet, he goes and gets that, and then they leave, and we tried to pause it and count how much money, it looks like he gives them 300 each, which for... The guy who drops, like, 600 bucks on dinner, that's kind of a bargain for him.
0: Oh, yeah, and especially what, like, he just put them through, because they're, like, now they're all beaten the fuck up looking, and they're both extremely mad and, like, go running out of there. Yeah, they don't make it
1: clear what actually happens, but obviously something pretty awful after that part. Yeah. Next day, he's at lunch with some of the guys again, and the one shows him his new business card, and impossible, Brett. It's better than his again.
0: It cannot be this good. I, th- I believe the uh, right, the text on this business card is a little red. Oh, is it? I believe so, which is like, my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> and he comes in his pants.
1: <laughs> he to the bathroom. And so Patrick's like, well, time to go murder him in this very public place.
0: Yeah, this is why I think this this is the only kill I think could possibly be close to real. It's not a kill, but it's the closest he really, true to life, comes to it, not in, like, a fantasy world.
1: And that's a good point, because it's the one where it seems the most like this is going to happen, and he runs away to show this guy isn't a killer, he's just in his mind. Like, he doesn't have what it takes to actually get the job done. I'm not saying aspire to be a killer, people, but I no. think that's what they're saying about him. Like, yep. he's weak-minded. <laughs>
0: no audience bad audience yes
1: do (laughs) not do that and if you do you did that on your own volition i had nothing to do with it
0: do not carve throbbing with horror in any bodies we do not need that press
1: (laughs) i mean we could take the press but don't do it
0: (laughs) yeah don't do it (laughs) but i love like he goes to strangle the guy the guy's at the urinal he spins around and just starts like kissing his wrist and is like I've been wanting to do this for so long, like I like I'm really into you. Why did you choose now to do it? He's like ever since I saw you and you were in that red pinstripe suit, and then this is when Patrick goes and like washes his gloves
1: <laughs> He thinks he's hitting on him, washes his gloves, and he starts like where are you going? I, I have to return some videotapes, our first one in the movie, and yeah. leaves.
0: And then I love where he, like, storms away, and then, I forget what the guy's name is, but the guy, he's like, Patrick! And then he does the, call me, thing. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Next day at work, Detective Kimball returns, asks where he was the night of Paul Allen's disappearance, and he says he was probably returning some videotapes.
0: Yeah, I was probably returning
1: some videotapes. And this is, this one, it starts to seem like he's more suspicious of him, and, you know... But he's like, well, if you could remember that night, it would really help us out.
0: Yeah, because at this point, like, Patrick at first was so, like, in charge of everything and everything, like, all the ducks were in a row. This is when it's starting to, like, unravel, at least just in his own mind, of he's going more and more nuts. Yeah,
1: doesn't he say, like, I'm beginning to lose my grip on sanity like he was ever that sane of a person?
0: Yeah, exactly, where he's like, I used to be able to keep this in check, but... Oh, we, did we get to the Ed Gein scene yet, or is that later? Which Ed Gein scene?
1: Where he talks about it? Yeah. um, I think that was at the dinner where all that was going on. Oh, okay, because I love the where he's a,
0: he brings up Ed Gein. He's like, it's just like Ed Gein once said. And he's like, oh, is that the mater d' over a da-da-da? No, serial killer, Wisconsin, 50s. <laughs> like, Ed Gein would see a lady walking down the street and have two different thoughts. Number one is like, swell, it would sure be swell to take her out on a date. And then they go, what's the second thing he thought? I wonder what her head would look like on a stick.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's right after the whole really weird sexist conversation amongst all of them.
0: Oh, yeah, where they're all like, um, there's no, fu- it's that there's no funny ladies. And, you know, if there is a funny lady, she's just making up for something. And it's like, okay, uh, Sarah Silverman. Yeah. uh, Amy Poehler.
1: <laughs> but then... So that that Ed Gein quote, I gotta ask, is that actually a true quote, or is that, because I've never heard that except for this movie, did they make that up for the movie, or is that somehow actually attributed to him?
0: No, I think that is actually, I think that's made up for the movie, because Ed Gein was just like, yeah, he was insane, and like killed people, and not a good guy, but he was also had this weird wholesomeness about him, where he also played with like Cracker Jack toys and things, so I don't- he wasn't the kind to make quips. No. He, he he was very silent. Like he, there's no real like. There's barely any audio recordings of actually him.
1: Okay, I didn't think so, but I did, I figured you probably know. I wasn't sure.
0: And it would, and most of that's just him going. Yes, that would be nice. Thank you. Like <laughs>
1: your head sounds a little like Bella.
0: Yeah, no, this is Bella. <laughs> this is Ed. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: After all that, we cut to a quick sex scene with Courtney, and then nightclub with friends doing coke in the bathroom. Yeah, Well, not the bathroom, the coke room we were talking about earlier.
0: Yeah, where it's like, I hope there's not too much baby laxative in this one like last time, and Patrick's like, well, if you do enough of it, it'll work.
1: (laughs) Uh, He picks up a model at the club, and at work the next day, he's there with a lock of her hair, assuming he killed her. Right. And that's what he's doing the crossword you mentioned earlier, and all he has written in all the words are meat and bones.
0: Yeah, and that's when the secretary comes in. It's like, oh, do you need help with the crossword? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when he asks her to dinner, right? Yeah, this is when he asks her out, and she's like, uh, yeah, definitely, Patrick. Because, of course, like, as far as the only thing that she sees is a successful businessman who was also attractive. She doesn't know how insane he is, of course, because she also just sees him in the office.
1: Yeah, she doesn't know he's out stomping dogs and stabbing people and stuff like that.
0: And this is when, uh, she wants to go to Dorsey, I believe, and then he, like, makes the fake phone call, and he's like, yes, I would like a reservation for two, please. And, um, they're like, we do not have reservations. She's He's like, oh, that's awesome, I'll see you at eight o'clock. And she's, sir, we do not have... <laughs> Uh, sir? Sir! <laughs> Do not show up at 8 o'clock.
1: <laughs> but they're at his apartment because they did not get into an Dorsia. And there's a no, There's a head in the fridge. Not anyone we've seen before, just a head.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it was that model.
1: Maybe, but it looked like something As It wasn't a person I could like pinpoint that we've no. seen before.
0: But that's... Um... That's very Dahmer of there's a, there's so many different things in this movie of like, you can see Jeffrey Dahmer in scenes, you can see Ted Bundy sometimes, sometimes you can see Ed Gein, you know, like,
1: yeah, it's I think it's supposed to be all of that mixed with this weird yuppie culture and everything. Yeah, Um, he's talking to her as he picks weapons while she's in the living room. He's about to use a nail gun on her head and Evelyn calls and leaves a message.
0: Which, this is another movie why I am terrified of nail guns. This one and the Evil Dead remake. Oh yeah, I forgot that you really don't like nail guns. Oh. I don't know if
1: that would work the way he was going to do it, but maybe.
0: No, and my dad has explained to me multiple times of like, there's multiple safety things. A nail gun's not just going to go off Brett. And I'm just like, I don't care. I don't want anything where near around that thing. Because what if something happens and there's a fault and then I get a nail in the head? <laughs> i do not want to be a pinhead
1: <laughs> no uh but after the message is left she leaves and he almost seems relieved that he didn't have to kill her
0: yeah oh well also a real quick and uh side thing with I one of the reasons i think i hate nail guns my dad would, used to be a fireman and he told me a story the one time i don't think it was a call he was on but it was one of his friends that he worked with and this guy was in the shop and was like cutting wood and he accidentally like cut a couple fingers off. And the oh, guy yeah. panicked and took a nail gun and started shooting himself in the forehead with the nail gun like 10 or more <laughs> times. Just because he, I, he that's like he just panicked and didn't know what to do, I guess. So he tried to kill himself. But then the guy ended up living, but he had all these nails in his head.
1: <laughs> Dude, did that make the news? Because I've heard that story before. I don't know. I've heard that story of the guy who hurt himself and tried to put the nail on his head.
0: Yeah, supposedly it happened, uh, at least that one of the times it happened was uh, down near my dad's work.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Uh, next day, lunch with Kimball says Paul had dinner with Marcus. That's who we kept calling him the whole time. But Marcus denied it and has an alibi. And still, the Kimball thing never plays out in any way whatsoever. So, But it's cool to see Willem Dafoe.
0: Yeah, he's always good. Yeah.
1: Um, he goes to pick up the same hooker again who he picked up, and she does not want to go with him. She's like, my one friend said that I should look into getting a lawyer. I would had to go to the hospital after it. And he gives her a whole roll of hundreds, and it looks thick. Like It looks like there's at least a grand in that.
0: Oh, yeah, and he's like being very shitty about it where he's like waving it at her and stuff.
1: Yeah, and so she does come back again. Takes her and another one who I don't think is a hooker. I think it's someone he knows. And I they yeah. never make it clear who the fuck this person is. But they go to Paul's house this time.
0: Yeah, it's a friend of uh, Paul's or Patrick or whoever he is now.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the one original hooker says, I like this better than your other place, Paul. Which <laughs> enrages him because it's not his place. Yeah. There's another threesome. And so the original starts kind of sneaking away because she knows what happened last time. And she looks over the bed, and then there's blood all of a sudden. He, like, apparently just chomped the one to death.
0: Yeah, well, he was, um, he, uh, Patrick Bateman was being a, a courteous lover and giving uh, the other lady some nice oral sex. And then yes. literally ate her vagina. Yeah, that's fucking brutal. Yeah, there's <laughs> all this blood comes, like, all this blood starts, like, showing up on the sheet. Another white sheet, get another color. Well, she escapes,
1: and she, well, doesn't escape. She runs when she sees this, and then there's bodies littered throughout the house. She keeps finding more and more of them.
0: Yeah, there's two bodies in the closet. There's a body in the bathroom. There's, like, she sees a couple other things. At this time, Patrick Bateman's running around naked, covered in blood, with a chainsaw.
1: Yeah, and it's great, because he's running through the hallway, naked, blood covered with a chainsaw, and she's already made to the steps. She's running down the steps. And then... It's hard to get a creative chainsaw kill. Props to them for getting one. because yeah, this was so cool. Oh, yeah, because he waits till she's right in the perfect spot and just drops the chainsaw and kills her.
0: Well, you know, it reminds me of, like, that scene in, um, I think it was, a, uh, I think it was the Dark Knight where Batman jumps off the, um, parking garage and lands on the Scarecrow's van.
1: Oh, yeah, when it's going around the thing just like that. Good, good pick.
0: It's like, it's like different clips, same energy.
1: Yeah. So that all happens. He just is a bloody mess. The end. And then we cut to lunch with Evelyn at, again, not looking like the most fancy of restaurant. This looks like a low-key place, probably because this is where he breaks up with her.
0: Yeah, it's like he has different, like, he where he took Paul Allen to, like, a, like, mid-level, like, Mexican restaurant where no one else who knows them is going to be there. He has almost has these, like, safe places of, like, well, I don't know anybody here, so I can do my business here
1: yeah but she makes a giant scene and it's a big thing and then after the breakup is is still in progress i'd say he gets up just gets up to leave like where are you going i have to return some videotapes just ice cold but that's also hilarious
0: well at this point how much are you making patrick buy videotapes yeah you can buy them yourself
1: bud you have room for a collection
0: yeah, a lot of your time is spent returning videotapes to whatever video store you go to. Just buy them! <laughs> Even when uh, this was taking place in, like, the 80s and videotapes were, like, really expensive, you just drop five, $600 at dinner. You can afford it. Does this take place in the 80s? Yeah.
1: Okay, I can never get a read on I wasn't sure. Well,
0: because you see all, like, the giant cell phones and shit. And, like, Huey, he's talking all about, like, Genesis and Huey Louie. Uh Huey Lewis in the news and how is <laughs> Huey <coming>? Lewis <laughs> Isn't that Louie the, the, the and... Donald Duck ne- nephews? <laughs> 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 Uncle Donald Huey Louie and the Goose. Yeah. <laughs> Huey Louie and the goo. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off about the eighties, but I didn't realize that the whole time.
0: Yeah, that's what I take it as. Because that okay. was also a big when it's like when the eighties is when all this like businessman, like, money... Oh, was it, um, Greed is Good and all this shit came about.
1: Oh, that makes sense. After that is the... he's out at the ATM, puts his card in, and the ATM says, Feed me a cat.
0: And there just so happens to be a little kitty right there. How great of timing is that?
1: From this point to the end of the movie is the -the balls-to-the-wall section. You know, where just goes completely off the rails. And he's about to shoot this kitten... And a lady's like, what are you doing? Don't do that. And so he shoots the lady instead.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the police, like, basically are driving by and see him. And now he's, like, in a foot chase with the police that he somehow wins. Well, he's cutting through alleys and
1: everything. They make a blockade in front of him. He, with his pistol, blows up the cop car and kills the cops. He's
0: yeah, like, what is this, Saving Private Ryan? You're not Tom Hanks.
1: Yeah. I love, like, how panicked he looks the entire time, as he's still just killing everyone, but looks more and more panicked each time.
0: Yeah. where well, he Well, this is his berserker mode.
1: Yeah. He runs into a building and shoots a desk guy and a janitor, and I don't even think this is his building or his desk guy or janitor, because then he goes into another building, which is his, and shoots that desk guy and goes up to his office.
0: Yeah. Is this where he calls his lawyer? Yeah, while the helicopters are all inside with the spotlight
1: you know, behind him, and he's on the phone with his lawyer.
0: He's like, I don't know, I killed like 20 people, maybe 40. Yeah,
1: let's just say 50 to be fair, one of them was Paul Allen, yeah, that was me.
0: And then he's like, I ate some of their brains.
1: <laughs> After all of this, it's night, he wakes up the morning, the next morning like everything's normal. And he gets dressed like normal. Why does he put on an N95 mask here? This is way pre-COVID, too. What's going on here?
0: I don't know. He's just being, uh, he's um forward-thinking. He's like, one day.
1: <laughs> you know, like, that is never addressed whatsoever, and I almost didn't notice it watching it this time. I'm like, oh, yeah, people put masks on before they go out. I'm like, wait a second.
0: Yeah, why? You don't
1: have to. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't started yet. What are you doing? Yeah. But... He puts on an N95, and he goes to Paul's, and it's not there. It's just an apartment for rent. And the lady actually plays a pretty good call-your-bluff on him. She's like, did you see the ad in the paper? Yes, there was no ad in the paper. Get out and please do not come back.
0: Yeah, well, I wonder if the mask was for the smell.
1: Oh, we thought he was going to find a bunch of bodies? Or
0: he was going in to clean up the bodies, and then there's nothing there.
1: Oh, you... There you go, thank you, you got it. Because he did have the girls at Paul's, okay, and good there, call.
0: that's when there was the people in the closet, there was the one in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, th- you're right, good call. Um, but yeah, it's not there, he calls Jean. he's all spastic, he's not coming in, and she's like, what's wrong with you? And look, if the police helicopters were outside your business, have tracked you in with the spotlight, maybe you realize that didn't happen, because I would not have calmly made it home.
0: Yeah, Exactly.
1: He sees his lawyer, and his lawyer tells him, you're not Patrick Bateman, and this is where I can't follow any more of it.
0: No, where I don't even know, do they say who he actually is? Because they were like, Patrick Bateman, he's like a little sniveling guy, where like, they make fun of Patrick.
1: Yeah, but then when he goes to his table, to the table with his friends right after that, they all call him Patrick.
0: Well, it's like, nobody
1: knows who anyone is. That's when I think the overall theme is all these people put themselves to where they're no individuality amongst them at all and they're all exactly the same and none of them can tell who the fuck each other are.
0: Yeah, where the it's that and it's almost made hit uh Patrick, I guess we're gonna still call him, go into the scene yeah. of like he's like, I have no personality.
1: Yeah, and like the business cards scenes. Remember, every single one says vice president. Like, what's the difference between any of them?
0: Yeah, and it's like, are you all, like, I, there's several different things you could take that as. Are you vice presidents of different companies? Are you all going for the vice president's seat, and you're all, like, gung-ho about it? Or is it all just made up?
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know, because Gene is going through his planner, but she's seeing drawings of all the murders, which, to me, I'm like, is each one of those a day he killed someone? Or is that just showing, yeah, that's the furthest he can really take this for real, drawing it out and thinking about it? He's not the killer type.
0: Yeah, like, he wants to be, and he fantasizes about it, but he can't bring himself to actually do it. Yeah, and then we
1: get his whole monologue about everything, ending with, This confession has meant nothing.
0: Credits. So what does that mean? I think of, um, Ice Nine Kills at the end where it says, This confession means nothing. (laughs) Yeah, but what, so, does that mean this movie has meant nothing? (laughs) yes i mean basically probably where it's like or it just leaves you it leaves it so up in the air and it's one of those fun movies just to like discuss and like argue about with like your friends
1: oh yeah it makes my head hurt after a while we had it going in the group chat for a while because i'm like you guys what do you think american psycho death's real or not and that just went on for a while
0: yeah (laughs) so yeah what do you think I mean, overall, I enjoy this movie every time I watch it. Like I was telling you when we made the November list of what we're doing this month, I was like, oh shit, yes, American Psycho. I've been wanting to watch that one again.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a fun watch. Uh, different than a lot of what we do, which is a nice break because it's still in our realm, but something a little different than we've been doing, so it was cool.
0: Yeah, it's like a horror drama thriller kind of thing. Yeah, those horror adjacent stuffs are really fun to cover once in a while, too. And you don't see a whole lot of, like, white collar, like, Serial killers, quote unquote, like in this movie.
1: No, because they pay off the lawyers that will never get caught. Yeah. Do you want to get into the end of the episode stuff?
0: Oh, I cannot. I've been waiting this entire episode, and honestly, this entire week for this moment.
1: All right. So we will start with the Count of the Dead. If you don't know the throbbing with horror Count of the Dead is where I tally all the deaths in the movie, and we add them to all the deaths in every movie you've done to get a nice big number. The throbbing with horror Count of the Dead. Last episode, we did Bride of the Monster, which brought our Count of the Dead to 698. Where do you think American Psycho brought us, Brett? I'm going to say zero. Alright, here's the trick. I'm going to leave this up to you, Brett. Okay. I can do one of two things. I can count none of the deaths. Or I can just say, fuck it, for throbbing with horror's sake, we'll count all of them into the Count of the Dead. Because I don't know if none of them are real, all of them, or some of them. So I will let you take a pick on what we do with this.
0: Honestly, and the count of the dead isn't even just about, like... I mean, how many times have we, like, oh, there's a creature, but it's a main creature that dies. So it counts, yeah. kind of thing. I would say that these deaths do count, because we saw them happen in the movie.
1: And since it's unclear, we want to go ahead and count them? Yes. Alright, now here's my disclaimer, people, before I get real <laughs> from all you people. I'm not saying that these happened in the movie, just the deaths that we see.
0: Right, these are deaths that occurred within this film.
1: <laughs> yes, okay, so I don't want to hear it from any of you. Alright, so now, knowing that, where do you think American Psycho has left us? We were at 698.
0: I'm going to say 10. 10? Yeah. Would be quite low. Eighteen. Oh, Eighteen, damn. I didn't. Th- I knew there was a lot, but I didn't know there was that many.
1: Yep, brought us to seven hundred and sixteen. We're
0: over seven hundred. Yep, we finally passed it. That's awesome. I always love it when we go into another hundreds, you know. Yeah, it feels nice, like a milestone. Wait until we get to a thousand. Oh, we'll get there.
1: Oh, Quicker yeah. than, I, than we think, honestly. we Probably. got this far faster than I expected.
0: Well, every week Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my rating system, but I don't do stars or thumbs up or thumbs down, because number one, Joe Bob Briggs does stars, and Joe Bob is sacred, hail Joe Bob. And Cisco and Ebert did stars and thumbs up and thumbs down, and they suck so hardcore because they talk shit on the Friday the 13th series, so go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, fuck those guys.
0: Um, So I like to do something 1 through 10 from the movie, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, and I do not come up with that thing until right now.
1: I think I got yours. I think I know it.
0: I I was kind of thinking about this a little bit earlier. I kind of want to do dance moves.
1: Oh, boy, was I fucking off. Okay.
0: What, what were you going to say? I was going to say
1: he's going to pick videotapes because Brett collects VHS.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. But, oh, no, I thought, like, dance moves would be fun because that's, like, my favorite scene where he's just dancing with the axe.
1: <laughs> okay. So let's um, bust a move.
0: Yeah. So a, a number one dancing, the worst kind, is just, I don't know, it's like... A romantic movie and a couple's in love and blah blah blah. It's a hallmark shit. I could give a fucking care. Okay. And number ten dance scene, I'm doing like Leatherface dancing with the cha- chainsaw at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh this dance scene, that little one, but it's not I wouldn't put this one quite as a number ten.
1: So yeah, but I gotcha. Number,
0: number ten I'm gonna say is Leatherface dancing with a chainsaw. Okay. I'm gonna give this seven dance moves out of ten. Okay. Um, uh, definitely, it's above passing for sure. A little bit, uh, even more than that. It's a movie I would definitely recommend people watch. But at the end of it, you're always kind of frustrated. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree. I think the I think it's cool to leave it open ended. Some things. But not quite to the level they did, where I'm like, well, what did I even watch then? But I still love yeah. the movie, it's a fun watch and everything, I'm with you on that. Yeah. When I say I'm with you on that, I mean I am exactly with you on that, because I went seven dance moves as well.
0: Holy shit, we aligned.
1: Yes. Yeah, see, that happens. Sometimes we got big j- gaps. We're back.
0: Yeah, this isn't, uh, Veronica. <laughs>
1: no, or last week.
0: Or last week, where I'm like, it's amazing, and you're like, eh.
1: <laughs> It's right above, it's okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking this out.
1: Alright, well, if we didn't reference it enough, this episode, next week, it's Thanksgiving next week. Well, that's the week of it. So, we thought something with food, right?
0: Right. It, you think When you think about Thanksgiving, you think about getting uh, with your entire family at the dinner table and having a nice big feast and just having, like, a fun laugh, you know, telling some jokes. And so, what movie...
1: Is a better food family movie than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: I mean, it has probably the most iconic dinner table scene of all time.
1: Oh, it might be. You know, dinner table scenes are so many, though. I, that'd be an interesting list. I'm sure someone made it.
0: Oh, yeah, that actually, yeah, like, look up YouTube top ten.
1: <laughs> dinner table scenes. That's. I'm curious now. kind of want to. But, yeah, that's going to be a crazy episode. Um, I almost feel like I didn't need to rewatch that movie, but I still did, and I'm not upset that I did movie's great
0: oh yeah this uh, texas chainsaw is always fun every time you see it and this is a movie i've watched it's one of those ones where i'll watch it sometimes every day for a week straight just because i still feel like it
1: yeah i can't blame you on that at all it's a great movie
0: yeah so i cannot wait to talk about that and bring in probably my second favorite holiday with a movie that i love
1: yep so saddle up for some barbecue from a gas station And watch Texas Chainsaw. If you don't have it, it is streaming on Shudder. Probably somewhere else, too. But, yeah, it's definitely on Shudder.
0: Right, yeah, grab your best piece of sausage, just hold it in your mouth, and spit.
1: (laughs) All right, that's all I got. Uh, You know the drill. Leave us a five-star rating, follow us on all the socials, all that stuff.
0: Right, yeah, check out Greg on his other show, Geek Positive, with Ryan. Check them out, check out all of our socials, just search Throbbing with Horror. And unless you have anything else great?
1: No, that's all I got.
0: All right, and uh, I hope that this week American Psycho has left your brain throbbing with horror.